This is the Frey Podcast, brought to you by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to today's podcast episode. It is a solo one and I'm going to chat with you about journaling. And I know, like I can feel it in my bones that so many people are sick to death of hearing about journaling. It feels like just something else that we know that we should do, that we could do, that would make us this empirical version of ourselves, but we just don't really have time for it. I feel a bit like that with meditation. I know that meditation and mindfulness is the answer to so many things, but often I have resistance around it because it just feels, I don't know, like both too simple and too cumbersome at the same time. Like how can that really help me? And also how annoying is it to be with my thoughts? I'm sure some of you can relate to that feeling of, you know, you know, it's good for you, but you just kind of don't want to do it. And you wish there was something else that was quicker or easier to do. But then you think about it and you go, well, what's really easier than just sitting and doing nothing, but it seems hard. And I think for a lot of people, journaling falls into that camp. It's like this thing that you see people on Instagram do and you go, yeah, it must be nice for you to have time and have the whimsy to sit down and just journal out your thoughts and feelings. Like it's quite a privileged thing to do. And maybe for a lot of people, it feels like a staged thing to do, but or maybe it's not even but, it's probably and, and I understand how you can feel that way. And I still wanted to record this episode and encourage you to try and establish your very own journaling habit, your own practice that works for you, because I believe in it so much. And I believe that it really is a tool to understanding yourself. And if we can understand ourselves, then we can understand the people in our lives with so much more compassion and empathy and just in a much more effective manner. I know so many people listening have children as well. And in a world that is increasingly getting louder and increasingly easier for us to look at out sourcing, outsourcing, excuse me, our validation and our thoughts. I think it's a really, um, I was going to say noble, but that sounds so earnest. I think it's a really healthy uh, habit that we can display for our children in terms of validating our own thoughts, noticing our own thoughts and sitting with them and processing. I think it's a real gift. It's something we can teach our kids. And if we can instill this habit of journaling into them as a normal practice, it's going to serve them really well. So with that said, today's podcast episode is a solo episode. I am talking about journaling, but I want you to stick with it and just 
try and hear me out on this topic and go a bridge further and try it out yourself if you're not doing it. I think a lot of us have resistance around journaling because it feels like something else we have to do. And we already have so many real tasks and so many mental tasks and tabs that we have opened at all times that it's like, oh, it feels like something else that we're potentially going to fail at. But journaling as a tool for self-reflection and growth is just second to none, maybe second to therapy. Maybe seeing a therapist would be better. But as a daily habit, it doesn't even have to be daily, but as a habit, a practice that you can give yourself, it's just, yeah, it can be really transformative and life-changing. We uh, recently sat down and watched the documentary with Jonah Hill and his therapist. I want to say it's called Stoltz, maybe. Um, And to be completely honest, we haven't finished the whole thing. I do intend to go back and watch it. But something I found really fascinating was the way that his therapist spoke about these three kind of levels that we need in life. One is that we need to look after our physical bodies and our health and feel like feel like we know our health and our ability and nurture our strength, our fitness, um, because it is the only place that we have to live after all. The second level was all about community and connection and relationship, uh, that reciprocity of just being connected to other human beings. It's definitely like worth a watch, this documentary, even though I don't find it the smoothest and most enjoyable watch, but it's very... Uh, I think it's very transparent in the way it delivers things, but the top level was all about knowing yourself. And I guess really when we think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, self-actualization is of course at the very top of the pyramid. So we have to do these basic things first, uh, and then we can get to know ourselves. And I think when we know ourselves and it's like a, it's something that's the ongoing work, right? Because we're always a new version of ourselves and we're always opening doors and pulling threads. And that was the whole concept for this podcast, right? The fray, it's all about pulling threads and following them and seeing what unravels and what you can weave a new life from. But anyway, the therapist Stoltz, I'm sure that's his name. I'm not going to stop to Google it. We'll just press on. But he was talking about how writing to yourself and journaling really can help you to get to know yourself. And so as someone who has journaled over the years, uh, I would say pretty consistently for the last eight or so, maybe even more years, uh, it did kick me into gear and remind me about how important it is to do that. Often when things are going poorly for me, journaling comes very naturally to me because I feel like I need a place to capture all of my thoughts and feelings and then be able to close it and get on with my day. But when things are going well for me, I don't always think to put pen to paper. And so watching this documentary, it reminded me of how important it is as a growth uh, tool and growth is definitely my highest value in life. So I picked myself up a new journal. I took myself on a coffee date and I just put pen to paper and the way that I started journaling with this one, I'm just flicking to the front now, was I started with my intentions for the year ahead. And yes, we are at the start of a new year. And I actually started this, uh, it's dated the 14th of December last year. 
But you can write your intentions for the year ahead at any time. Doesn't have to be a specific date. Don't get caught up on going, oh gosh, I've missed starting on the 1st of January. So now I'm a piece of shit who can never start again. Every day, like every day, every moment we get to choose the direction we're going in. So for me, I love just free writing, pen to paper, thoughts, feelings, all of that stuff. But the way that I started this journal was to sit down and write intentions. So I wrote my intentions for love, how I want to be in love. I wrote my intentions for my family. I also wrote intentions for work um, and for my own personal growth as well. And then, so that was like something I did in one sitting. That's the 14th of December. And then my next entry was the 17th of December. Now, I wanted to share with you a couple of tips for journaling that I think will make it a little bit easier for you to get into. And please, like, just try it. You might be surprised. It's so tempting to always categorize ourselves and go, you know what? I'm just not someone who does that. But the people who do that aren't any different to you. It's not this like other gear that they have. Um, and when we put these conditions on ourselves and we resign ourselves to being a certain way, all we're doing is putting ourselves in a box and limiting our potential. So rather than saying, I am just not the sort of person who journals, just give it a try and see what happens for you. So a couple of things to keep in mind to make this an easier in for you. The first thing I want you to consider when it comes to journaling and creating the practice is consistent doesn't mean perfect and consistent doesn't have to mean every single day at the same time every day. Consistent for you could be a couple of entries a month. You know, don't put the pressure on yourself that you've got to write a certain amount of pages at a certain time each day. If that works for you, If you love the discipline of waking up and writing a full page each day, I think there's a lot of value and merit in that. And if you were to pick up uh, Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way, one of the things she talks about and highly recommends is to do your morning pages, and that's three pages of free writing every day. I think if we all woke up and did our three pages of writing it would be helpful for all of us and the whole world collectively would probably improve and breathe a sigh of relief. But I also think that for some people that's going to feel restrictive and add too much pressure. And so I know for me, I consistently journal, but not every day and not at the same time each and every day. So drop the pressure. When it comes to pressure as well, drop the pressure to have the perfect journal. Okay. Just recently, I received a whole bunch of questions on Instagram about where do I find my cute journals? Do not get caught up on what your journal looks like, okay? And again, if you have that perfectionist streak in you, you're probably going to want to find the perfect journal. With the perfect paper, you're going to want to use one pen so that it's all cohesive, or maybe you have, you know, a version of your writing. Like I feel like I have so many different styles of handwriting which can be chaotic, but you might put pressure on yourself to have each and every page look a certain way. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And that can be very performative and again, restrictive. So don't aim for perfection. Don't get caught up on the semantics. Just grab any journal. The one that I'm using at the minute, I love because it's kind of a, um, I guess a plastic waxy kind of cover and it's small enough to fit into my handbag. Mine is like a Penco general notebook. The reason I have this one is because on the day that I took myself on a coffee date and wanted to journal, I thought, oh, I'll be able to grab a journal from a store near the coffee shop. And I walked in and some of the journals were so expensive, like upwards of $50. And I was like, nope, 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 not spending that. And then on my way out in like, I guess, kind of the camping section, I found this Penco journal and the pages have grids on them. So you know, for someone who's a perfectionist, they might open that and go, oh, I don't want to write across a page where there's all little grids on it and squares on it. But for me, because I've been doing it for years, I was like, nope, I'm not going to get caught up on that. Is it going to serve the purpose of pen to paper? Yes. I love that it's that kind of waxy plastic cover because it feels more durable. Like right now it's got a coffee stain on the front. Um, It can go in my beach bag and I'm not too worried about it getting wet or soggy. And the size is so practical for me. So mine says general notebook, 128 by 182, 150 sheets, five by five grid ruled. So this fits in my smallest handbag, which means it's convenient and I take it with me. When Brendan and I are driving somewhere, I will whip this book out and journal down thoughts. Um, As I said, beach everywhere, all of that stuff. So just don't get too caught up on having the perfect one. Where can you find a journal? Anywhere. Coles, Woolworths, Typo, Kmart, um, the collective have really nice journals as well. I understand for some people it feels like an extension of you and you do want to get the perfect journal. You know, you might want to get the perfect leather bound journal with beautiful imprints on it that you just get excited about seeing. And that's your prerogative. That's totally up to you, but just don't let it become a container that stops you from actually engaging in the practice. When it comes to engaging in the practice, a visual prompt is very helpful. And again, back to the one I've got at the minute, it's like a bright corally red, so I can't miss it. Uh, And I keep it where I can see it. I know for some people that would make you feel uncomfortable because another question I get often is, aren't you worried about someone reading your journal? And maybe years ago, but now I'm just in a place in life where I'm like, eh, not really, because they're my thoughts. And they might not be thoughts that other people agree with or feel good about, but they are mine. And if someone was to pick it up and read it, that's on them. And that would be like an intrusion. But at the same time, that's not my responsibility. And I can't live my life worrying about someone picking it up and reading it and then worrying about the opinion that they form of me because they're delving into my thoughts. Anyone who is honest with themselves knows that the brains, the brains, the thoughts that we have in our brain are messy and they're all over the show. And 
you know, thoughts come and go and we don't own them. We are not our thoughts. We have thoughts. I think we are much more our actions um, and what we choose to do with our thoughts. So no, I don't worry about someone seeing it, which is why I'm happy to have it visually where I can access it. So through the week, it is really normal that my journal lives on the kitchen counter with a pen on top of it. Right now, my pen of choice is one that uh, one of the boys chose and it's got a character from SpongeBob SquarePants on it. I don't know what the character is called because I've never, ever watched an episode of SpongeBob. It's the pink thing in board shorts. looks like a starfish, I guess. Um, So that will live on the kitchen bench. And because it's on the kitchen bench, when I'm boiling the kettle, and I've got those couple of minutes where otherwise I might pick up and just scroll through Instagram and look at other people's lives, I'll open my diary and write some things down, journal some stuff out. Uh, Of a morning when the boys are having their breakfast, you know, I've made their smoothies, they've got their breakfast, I'll sit next to them and I'll journal because they'll often be drawing as well. It's really normal in our household that all of us, or three of us, definitely not Brendan, but three out of four of us will have pen to paper in the morning. So visually keep your journal where you can see it if you're comfortable and it's safe for you to do so. Of course, there are some circumstances where it might not be safe for you to do so. If you're in a domestic violence situation and you're journaling, um, that's something completely different. So I've spoken about consistency, doesn't mean perfection, don't have the perfect journal, keep it visually where you can see it, have a journal that can fit in your handbag or your car glove box so that it is accessible. When it comes time to start journaling, people can get really caught up on how to begin. If you want to sit down and write like a dear diary, do that. But you can also just start with observations. You open it up, I always start with the date just because I do occasionally like to reflect on what I've written down, which I will chat about in a moment. But you could start with the date because at least that is something. You can start with things that you know, your name, where you are, your age. You can begin with observations. You know, sometimes my entries will begin with the boys are eating breakfast or a feeling. How are you feeling? Something that you're hopeful for, something that you're worried about. Just put pen to paper and see what comes up for you. That's a really great way to begin free writing. I think it takes some of the apprehension away of where to even start. If free writing does still feel a little bit uh, scary for you to begin with, you may also like to start using journal prompts. And when it comes to using prompts, you can go really simple and basic. You could start with something like, what am I grateful for today? You could follow the TikTok trend of creating an in and out list. What do you want to let go of? What do you want to bring more of in? I've spoken about this in the past about how you can just sit down and write, what is it that you want more of in life? And what do you want less of? Often we're just not even honest with ourselves about what it is that we want. Sometimes we don't even know what we want because we are so good at living a loud, busy life that crowds out our thoughts and feelings. I think it's a very female thing to make ourselves in our lives small. 
I've used this expression recently just in conversation where I've said there are times in my life where I have felt like I am the water in the cracks, like the family, you know, unit like uh, are these pavers or these bricks and I'm just like the water that seeps in and fits around everyone else and I know I'm not alone in feeling like that at times. It's not true all day every day, but it certainly can be true. And when we allow ourselves to be small and quiet and complacent and not want for anything, we forget to ask what it is that we want. We have uh, the blueprint as well, which is a self-paced journaling experience. You can grab it online. It is super, super affordable. And there's so much good stuff in there. It really takes you through identity and beliefs, vision boards, manifesting actions, If you do want prompts, get yourself the blueprint. You know, some people will read it cover to cover. Other people will just go through and pick out the prompts that they want to use. You also then have the option of listening to the audio version of the blueprint. So if this episode is piquing your interest in terms of self-growth, get yourself a copy of the blueprint today. Go to thefray.com. Honestly, we've made it very affordable because this is something I wanted people to be able to access. And yeah, there's the whole complete audio version of that as well. Now, earlier I said something about reflecting on things that I've written. It's only been recently that I've realized something I love about journaling is the perspective it gives me. When we are in our own stuff, it feels so big and so unmanageable like the mountain can just feel too big to climb. But when you actually get in the habit of writing things down and getting in touch with your thoughts, for me, it gives me perspective because it helps me to realize, oh, it's just a page in a book, you know? And if I flick back through, I can see that there are other times that are hard and things feel big. And there are other days that are good that follow those hard days. And all in all, we're just moving through it. It's just a day in a book. And that really helps me not to blow things out of perspective because you look at this book and you think, oh my gosh, you know, if I'm lucky, I'm going to live a long life where I can fill hundreds and thousands of books, depending on the size of the books and the length of your life. But I think it just helps you to realize there's never going to be a time in life where everything is a hundred percent smooth sailing and you have overcome every obstacle or difficult thought. It's this ongoing barrage of up and down and in and out and working on yourself. And when you sit down and write down how you're thinking and feeling, it just allows you, I think, to remember that there's the experiential self, there's you that's going through something, but then there's also the remembering self when you've gone through it and you can reflect on it and see how far you've come and how it can serve you. There are times when I'll look back on journal entries and I'll be like, wow, I was really in it and I couldn't see what was going on because everything was so uh, up close. You know, that expression, can't see the forest for the trees. I couldn't see how these things that I were going these things that I was experiencing and moving through were going to serve me and help me get to the next version of myself. And so if I can look back in my journal and have that realization, I then can be wise enough to apply that to the now and go, oh yes, whatever I'm in right now, it's setting me up for the next version of myself as well. So those are just some thoughts and I guess hopefully helpful tips on journaling to maybe encourage someone out there to give it a try. Uh, Let me know. Let me know if you do decide to do that. I would love to hear from you. 
Get your journal out, keep it somewhere you can see it, aim for consistent but not perfect, start with observations, Um, use prompts if you need to, grab yourself a copy of the blueprint for sure if you find this interesting and you want to know yourself better. Knowing yourself better is the one thing that changes your life. It changes your life so much for the better. All right. I hope you've liked this episode. I look forward to speaking with you soon. Hit subscribe as well so that you stay up to date on our upcoming podcast episodes. And again, thanks so much for being here. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 